Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker and listen with a sparkle in your eye as though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. We interrupt this program to waste some of your valuable time. Coming to you live from our bedroom studio in the Pacific Northwest, it's TGIF Radio. This show is brought to you by the internet, electricity, and mind power. And now, with no agenda in mind, here's TGIF Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to the highlight of your week. It is Friday, this is TGIF Radio, so goodbye to the work week and hello to the weekend. You know that part that happens in the show sometimes where I spill my drink all over everything? <laughs> hey, we have technical difficulty. Pause for a moment while we clean everything up in a frantic pace. Yeah, we just, we just got that part out of the way for you guys already. Yeah. We just uh, we wanted to make sure that I didn't have to do as much work <laughs> uploading the show. We were and doing it for you. Yeah. And if I do it again, then I just made twice as much work for myself. Yeah. So I'm just a bad person. <laughs> I'm having rum and Kool-Aid, which is probably the best decision I've made today. <laughs> but who really knows? Yeah. I just have a Hot Valley vanilla-infused porter. It's so. pretty tasty. It's pretty good. Yeah. And today is a pretty good day. I um, I think it's appropriate we're playing a victory song. Yes. Can you call reasons. it a victory song or is it a training song? Eh, it's a training montage, but also, uh, I don't know. We were talking about it before the show. It's a bitch to play when you're a trumpet player. Yeah. It's a fun song to play, but it's a pain in the ass at the same time. I bet. Like, I bet. But it's so satisfying we actually get to get it done. I bet if, like, you're just playing it just for fun, you would skip that one part we were talking about where it sounds like you have to make your trumpet whistle. Yeah. Essentially. It turns into a flute, but a flute at the highest note possible. This part. Right there. Yeah, that streaky Ridiculous. noise. I'm pretty yeah, there's at least one trumpet player that did that and probably had a brain aneurysm burst in his head afterwards. Oh god. But he died doing what he loved. Playing uh, the Rocky theme on his trumpet. Kind of a shitty way to go, but I mean Hey he's gonna live in infamy. Or it, fame, not infamy. I guess so. Yeah. Speaking of people living in infamy, you wanna hear the most badass thing ever? Okay. Okay. There was a Russian soldier. Oh, I, I read about this today, but you yeah. You read about this guy? Holy shit. He called an airstrike on himself. Because he was completely surrounded by ISIS. Yeah. And that, oh my, that is the most badass thing I've ever heard. Yeah. They or- awarded him like something like the Star of Russia or yeah, they something. They basically gave him the Russian equivalent of the Medal of Honor, I believe. Oh, yeah. Like Hero of Ro- Russia. That's guy- funny that they really haven't changed the name since the Soviet Union. Because it used to be... The hero of the Soviet Union was the greatest medal you could achieve. Oh, yeah? So they just changed it from Soviet Union to Russia. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty easy transition. Yeah. Why bother? I mean, it's just one search replace in Microsoft Word. Like, you're done. All your forms are changed. (laughs) Why make it more difficult for yourself? Yeah. I mean, if we have to change our country name because of some sort of uprising... That I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> Just copy, g- replace everything to the the public of Cascadia, um, the Republic, Republic of yeah. Cascadia. Sorry, because <laughs> um, that's what we'd split off into. Yeah, California would become its own thing, as would Texas. Mm-hmm. Although there was a, another map that I saw recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what sort of academic type would make this map, but they had a somehow came up with a theory 
as to uh, what how the United States would be divided up mm. if parts of it decided to secede from each other. Okay. And... Obviously, the Pacific Northwest sticks together. Yep, like Oregon, Washington, California. It's it absolutely its own thing. I think Nevada too. Idaho maybe? not included in that. Uh, probably. Yeah. I would have to find the actual map, and there's no way I'm gonna try going and finding <laughs> that right now because no. I've been drinking this Kool Aid. You've been oh, drinking the Kool Aid, man. I've been drinking the Kool Aid, but hey, it is not the kind that kills you. Well, I mean, you, know, you drink enough of it, it will be. True, yeah. <laughs> you know that's how that saying came about, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredibly dark. Which, and, uh, wh- what cult was that again? Was that Heaven's Gate or... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, um, if I just put drink the Kool-Aid into I'm sure Wikipedia... I'm sure you'll, you'll pull it up. Because that was basically... They were all going to... Yeah. Drink the Kool-Aid... Um, drinking the Kool-Aid is a figure of speech. Jonestown deaths. Hmm. Um, who was, what was the, what was the cult name? I want to know the cult name, (laughs) but it's not helping out when I click these links. I wish they were slightly more informative, but it's not really working out. I might need some help. (laughs) Uh, blah, 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 Reagan, United States, blah, blah. Yeah, I'd love to read about Ronald Reagan all night, but uh, we'll just assume that these people were bad. W- where do we go from there? This is an educational show. We yeah, try and no bring idea. you the the names roughly. Let's, mass suicide, blah, blah, blah. That man Jones is killing us. November. Was this in the 70s? The members of the representative Leo Ryan's party be killed after several defectors chose to leave the party. Residents of the commune later committed mass suicide by drinking a flavored beverage laced with potassium cyanide. And it wasn't even Kool-Aid. I'm reading this right now. It was no. not it was flavor aid. Like yeah. some B-rated Yeah, so grape flavor aid. So it was grape drink. It was grape drink. Poisoned with Valium, chlorohydrate, was... cyanide, and um, Fenergan. And we still don't know the name of the cult that was trying to do this, but no. I'm sh- you find that information yourself, you, <laughs> you fuckers. We're so educational already. Yeah. Ah, hear me sipping that Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> oh, but anyway, I had a point a while ago that today is a day of tremendous victory uh, because it is my last day of working maintenance. Mm. I'm out, man. I'm finally going to work on the computers. And also, it's my last day of classes before I get my degree, besides my two finals. Yeah, but, I mean, you're confident about them? Yeah. One of them is, no, one of them's not your film studies class. Oh, gosh, no, that class was already done. That was done. That was done weeks ago. Did you have another elective Uh, this quarter? I had my Catherine Project and three electives. Two of them were mech electives that I had to take, so they weren't exactly electives. They were electives with air quotes around It was more of a, here's here's basically a a few classes you can, you know, here's like, Nine classes, you get to take five of them. Uh huh. Pick five. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's kind of forcing your hand, I suppose. But mm. uh, you didn't get to pick anything fun like bowling. No. But oh well. Yeah. Do you ever take anything fun like bowling? Not really. Like not even through Clark. Uh, I took bowling through Clark. Not really. I wanted to, but I never did. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was pretty fun. <laughs> The balls sucked, though. Yeah. Like, they always do. Oh, yeah. Because they just sit there on the floor for, like, ten years, and then 
it, it, it's like bears are coming up to them and just taking bites out of them. And you try and roll them on a smooth surface, you won't get anywhere. No. But why am I a bowling expert all of a sudden? I don't know. I have something that I'm angry about. Okay. And I would like to share it with all of you. So something completely different. When you're mad at the world, do you keep all the anger inside you until it festers into a mental illness? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! No, you unleash it all on the internet, of course. This is therapy. The doctor is in. All right. This is a phenomenon. Not necessarily a phenomenon, but maybe a uh, social... No, definitely not a trend. This is a... uh... This is dedicated to a single individual. Okay. Um, I like to call it academic babysitting. Okay. Maybe we'll find a better name for it. Who knows? But... Have you ever been in a class where you just know all your shit? You're like you're you're top you're top of the class, maybe top 5, who knows. You know what you're doing. And there's one guy that sits next to you or maybe a few seats down and he just constantly asks you for help. And mm. you can't understand how he keeps asking the same questions oh. over and over. Yeah. And and also, yeah. How is he at this point? I mean, y- you come to that conclusion. Why You're asking the same questions over and over. How could you still be here mm-hmm. when it's week four of junior year or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I'm experiencing this currently. And uh, this is directed at someone who I'm going to have to say is going to go nameless. Yeah. No, we. I definitely have one or two people that are like that too that will remain nameless but they're kind of not this uh semester hopefully no like all four years every he's semester without fail this one individual in particular has basically almost become kind of a running joke between our class really you know because first of all he's obnoxious and he and reality do not live on the plane same plane of existence in what manner does he think he's a ninja no he just he thinks he's gonna get all this shit that he's not going to like you know you know, uh, he's gonna make all these different demands from his employer, and he's gonna get them. And you know, he has—he just has no people skills whatsoever. He's arrogant, very. T- to a very big fault. Yeah, it sounds. As... Uh, yeah, and he just has terrible people skills. And he's general. graduating. Yeah. As okay. Far as I know. But he's not stupid. No, he's not. He's passing the classes. No, he's not stupid. But basically, there have been times where basically he's like, "Oh yeah, I did this stuff. You know, here, you know, you know, if you want to look it over, you know." And, look at it and then somebody else looks at it, he's like this isn't somebody else's handwriting <laughs> Why? this isn't even your work oh my god so so he may or may not have known yeah what was going on it could have been anything or he'll forward a file you know something like that and it's he didn't even bother renaming the file from you know oh god damn it you know it'll be you know he'll send the file it'll be like you know Joe's lab report or Joe's lab data number twelve. God damn! I mean, if you're gonna cheat, it's, I mean, don't it's be not bad at it. It wasn't cheating; it was some or as just sharing of information. But anyways, continue with what you're saying. I'm all right. I, I guess in we the know academic these types world. Of it depends on how you look at academic it. Academic freeloader. Hey, oh, that's better. I like that one, and that is certainly what this individual is doing. That I am directing this at today. Um. I'm taking an intro to network servers class, and we're starting out with learning how to configure a Linux server, which is absolutely, completely my thing. I am 100% in the zone on this stuff. 
I one time finished four tests in the same amount of time that it took people to finish one test. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you were doing that kind of stuff before you even took the class. I've been doing this stuff for the past four years. Yeah. I, it's become habit. It's become routine for me. I'm fine. However, there's a man that sits, sits next to me. I'd get it eventually. Yeah. Who has not been doing this for the past four years. And I will give him that. He has not been doing this for the past four years. But you should not continue asking me the same questions every class. You should learn after maybe twice. Especially when it's visual learning. Yeah. I don't know if he has some sort of disconnect between his eyeballs and his brain and somehow the images just don't stick to that mast of toothpaste in his skull. But some something is not working, obviously. Neurons are not firing. No. I mean, let's see. Okay, let's test this. If you had to copy a file from one place to another and you were just in a box of test, text and I told you that the command to copy something was called CP. Would you remember that? Probably. Would you remember that a week from now? If I had practiced it, yes. If I hadn't, probably not. Okay. If you typed it in once per day, you'd think you would probably get it, though, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. How about once or twice uh, in two days in one week? Probably. I mean, yeah, if I do it a couple times, I probably would get it. Okay. We are in week four of this class. And he was asking me how to use the CP command. <laughs> how do you not fucking know? Why are you here? Do you have a book for the class? There is a book. You're like, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's on page whatever the page is. I, but I haven't been reading the book. I know. I know all this fucking I know, shit I know already. That, but... Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> I, I do have to look in it sometimes because th there is a few new things mm -hmm. that I am actually learning. But this is rudimentary week one baby shit clown shoes commands that you should have gotten like by week two mm -hmm. easily. And he's still asking questions about it. I just don't see how that happens. And this isn't even the worst thing that he does. He's one of those guys that uses, you know, the sprayer hay spray hair in a can uh -huh. he uses that oh god i know because he has the receding hairline and just a little bit of wispy shit on the front of his head and then as you move from his eyebrows up on his forehead you gradually see more and more black speckles until there's this hard line about a quarter inch out from the bottom of his hairline and then it's just solid black all the way in and then there's dandruff cascading down the back of his neck and his shoulders and it's falling down his collar and it's going on the chairs yeah he disgusts me physically and mentally i do not want to be in the same room with him for the rest of time <laughs> and yet there's still six weeks left of class mm. I hope I see you all on the other side. Can you change seats? Certainly, but uh, <laughs> I am a creature of habit, and I uh, got comfortable. <laughs> well, take the chair that you're sitting in and just move that chair. Oh, the oh, 
It's not really the chair. It's oh, really the more location. the... Yeah. I got used to just, turning my head to the right to look at the just board. Just move, like, one spot over. Yeah, I could probably do that. And then he'd have to, like, lean over well, to ask for help. you'd move over so that way there's somebody else between him and you. Here's the thing, though. People have noticed how far behind this guy is. Yeah. The professor himself is noticed. Because what I've been trying to do is, like, whenever he asks me for help, um, he'll be, like, he'll be, like, whispering it, you know? And when I answer him, I do it in a normal speaking voice hmm. to show that I'm, I'm doing things. Everybody else, wait. Okay, I know you all finished this one step in the lab, but you all gotta wait while I help this dude right here. Hmm. Listen to me speak. You know where the distraction is coming from. It's this side of the room, right here. My buddy. So basically you're going, shame. Ding, ding. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, uh, yesterday, the professor was sitting with him for at least half an hour, showing him, like, drawing on a piece of paper folder hierarchies and these basic commands that he should have been knowing from week one. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was just painful to listen to. And then the poor sucker sitting on the other side of him gave him his phone number so he could ask for help. Oh, God. You poor, poor soul. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if he just, like, throws himself in front of a bus, like, by week six. <clears throat> Lord knows I want to. God damn it. Oh, it feels good to get out there, though. Yeah. Fuck, and that's why it's called therapy. Yes. Jesus Christ. This fucking guy, man. But you, you've you had something like that yeah, before. Not so much lately, because most of those types of people get weeded out by the time you get to junior, senior year. Of but... they, I mean, they better. Yeah. I mean, if they make it that far, they are they have serious connections in the faculty department yeah. department to help them cheat. No. There's, there's definitely, you know, times where, you know, you've carried, you know, or different people need to be carried by other people through classes. But... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's okay for people to lean on each other, but you mm -hmm. should not be the one concrete column in the center of the room for people to just sit their tents up next to. Right. I'm imagining it as being under a bridge. Mm. It, it made sense in my head. <laughs> um, but so when's the last time that happened to you? I don't know. It's really been kind of a while because, I don't know. I don't really socialize with people that much, to be honest. Yeah, you don't want those I show friendships up, to become too tangible. I show up, I do my shit, I leave. And that's a fine way to that's, live. That's why I'm there. I'm not there to make you know tons of friends that I probably won't ever see again. Yeah, I probably know maybe the names of three people mm -hmm. in my Cisco 2 class out of about... Well, okay, there's like 11 students in the class, yeah. so it's, <laughs> it's not huge. I mean, that being said, I know probably about half to two-thirds of the people, and I'm friends or friendly with them, mm -hmm. uh, but that's just because I've spent so much time with them over the last four years, you can't help but become friends with them. Yeah, you kind of know them, but you wouldn't necessarily go see a movie with them. I wouldn't necessarily go see a movie with them or invite them to my wedding or something like that, but... Which, fuck, I want to go see Civil War. Yeah. When? I don't know. I'm off Friday, though. Next Friday? Yeah. God, yes, kick ass. I think we're going to go see that before the show. It's very possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, we already know Spider-Man's in it. Yeah. That's been spoiled for ages. Well, he has to And be. he was in the trailer. And he's kind of a pivotal character in the whole comic arc, but... It's true. I mean, because he... I think we've talked about this before. He is the flip-flopper. Yep. He's the turncoat. Mm-hmm. From uh, Cap to Iron Man's Scratch side. and reverse it. Wait, what? He Scratch goes from Iron Man it. to Cap? Yep. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I was thinking of that backwards. 
Okay, so, well, okay, then what's the point of him doing that if he already revealed his identity? And then he goes to Capside? That seems kind of stupid. Because you're not, he's not fighting to keep his identity secret. He's fighting for the ideal, not for himself. Okay. The idea that, you know what? So he's like a spokesman. Well, he's he's more thinking, you know what, this, this isn't right. And the method, I mean, he originally agrees with the idea, you know, of why it's happening mm-hmm. you know the whole th- uh human re- superhuman registration act all that kind of stuff he understands the why what he doesn't agree with is the how okay he the, he, he knows of a better way to do it well and he starts he... he starts seeing some of the stuff that the and i don't know what they're going to cover in the movie so i'm not going to obviously get into any of that stuff and mm-hmm. spoilers if you haven't read the comic series but if you haven't read the comic series go read it it's pretty good yeah but um he starts seeing a few more and more stuff that makes him question, am I on the right team? Is this really what I want to be standing for? Mm-hmm. And eventually he decides, no, no, this isn't. And ends up in a giant kick-ass fight with Iron Man. Yeah. Switches teams. That's awesome. And then joins the Caps team. Yeah, you need something like that. Yeah. It's it's not necessarily a twist, but it's something for like, uh, I mean, it'll, it'll uh, kind of tip the scales for people that are watching it who say they're like team cap or team iron man Mm -hmm. you know it kind of puts them in spider-man shoes i guess yeah Yeah, definitely want to see that on friday though it it looks good and i really haven't watched that much other than the first that i just saw the trailer with spider-man when we went saw batman versus superman oh yeah that's the first time i saw that trailer yeah i I don't really remember that trailer oh yeah you don't probably remember a whole lot of that night oh my god that was fun that was a good night though oh jeez, i can't believe i got a free shot from that bar i know and that was expensive shit too i think was it really pretty sure i had no idea because that was really good tequila yeah well she the bottle that she you know used and poured and whatnot um it was sitting next to another one that was unopened and it had its own like little padded case and everything oh my god really yeah wow that is some special stuff yeah that was probably like a hundred hundred twenty dollar bottle she gave you a free shot of oh that reminds me um you were down in san diego no fuck los angeles basically yeah okay um you said that you were gonna try and figure out some booze stuff i was but i never got time okay it's just too action-packed yeah, too much stuff going on. Okay, so let's talk about the yeah. action. How did all that airplane shit go? It went good. Uh, Friday was all registration, orientation, and technical inspections of all the planes. Uh-huh. So basically, you had to do your presentation of what your you know everything you did and your design, all that kind of stuff, to a panel of judges from, excuse me, SAE. SAE? So, uh, Society of Automotive Engineers. Oh, okay. Not automotive, of, yeah, Automotive Engineers. That's the organization that hosted the event. Okay. Um, so you had to present to a panel. They'd do a Q&A, and you answer the questions, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, you had to, before you could fly on Saturday and Sunday, you had to go through technical inspection. Uh-huh. Make sure, make sure your plane was safe and met all the guidelines and the rules and requirements. Yeah, because you, you don't want to be putting a bomb on the runway. No. And you have to make sure that you're following the rules. Nobody had a bomb, right? Nope. Okay, good. A lot of ex- that is my main concern. I mean, a lot of planes exploded into a bunch of little pieces, but... Did they really? Not like explosions exploded, but like hit the ground and shattered. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But but did yours do that? We'll find out after some more de- details. Anyways, uh, so we squeaked through technical inspection on our first run-through, because you get two chances to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, we squeaked through on our first one uh, just barely. Yeah. Um. 
five minutes to spare in technical inspection we got through so um, okay so because uh, how did you just squeak by because we when we were doing the inspection you have to show that all your electronic components are working in working order mm-hmm. the servo for our elevator on our tail the little flap thing on the tail yeah stopped working for Oops. technical inspection fuck which is weird because it worked just before technical inspection that is weird. basically the servo died on us like it the whole unit just yeah the whole unit basically the little gears inside of it just um got all fucked dumb so um one of our group members ran to a hobby store that was about seven miles away got like three spare servos nice um but in the meantime we basically just cut open our spare wing because we had two wings mm-hmm. one because we knew we were probably going to crash so we'd swap the wing out okay nice uh because we knew once it crashed hard enough the wing was going to be beyond repair it's a good plan it came in handy yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay uh well, on that after <laughs> this and so basically we we're like shit 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 because we hear them going around they're like yeah you know technical inspection is closing in about 10 minutes guys uh we're like god damn it so we just grab the exact knife cut open the skin on the spare wing um just carve out the uh the servo out of that one of the servos out of that wing yeah pull it out because they'd already approved the wings (laughs) (laughs) they had approved do they see you doing this Eh. You're just hiding it under the table. We're and like, just well, it they're open. looking at another team. Whatever. Just going at it with an X-Acto knife, carving the uh, servo out of our uh, wing, out of the rib. Yeah. Um, basically shaving the little bit of balsa wood that was still stuck to it, shoving it in, tearing, pulling out the old servo, shoving in the new one, hooking it up. Okay, we're ready. <laughs> oh, my God. This is fucking awesome. And then they're like... Okay, you're good. Here's your sticker. And that was just your first round. Yeah, it was our first round, which actually was surprising because about half the teams had to go back for a second round of technical inspections. Interesting. And you you made it by, like, technical technicality. Yeah. So, oh, God, yeah. Goddamn. We, we barely screwed through. And then we t- found out out of the 37, because there was 67 teams total, mm-hmm. 37 of them were in our class. There was the micro class, the regular class, and the advanced class. Yeah. Uh, we were in the regular class, which means basically just the size of plane that we were making which um height length and width had to be equal to 175 inches when added together okay Uh, other than that you're completely open to do whatever you wanted what's the advanced class um i there's no dimensional limits no material restrictions uh basically you have to and you can use a gas engine if you want which 99 percent of the advanced class will use gas engines cool they're just better yeah that kind of thing but you have to take off carrying a payload fly it in um, the circle around the track or around the uh, course and then drop a payload on a target. Oh, fuck. You have to drop sandbags on a target. Oh, gosh. And you also have to be recording and transmitting telemetry data wow. while you're doing it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. But, um, but no, it was cool. We got to meet a couple different teams on Friday. We talked with a team from Poland, from Warsaw. Wow. Uh, for about 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked with a team from Scotland for a few minutes on friday yeah uh whatnot talk with a couple different teams talking some shit no actually just uh, genuinely just kind of curious talking about each other's designs and that kind of stuff good natured sportsmanship exactly yeah uh we talked to a team from uh central idaho cool yeah um and then the uh tri-cities campus had a team down there which we spent a lot of time spending with i bet um helping each other out as much as we could yeah because i mean you you're basically on the same team basically and yeah. they're they had a lot of years under their belt of doing this competition. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, so, so this is competition day. This is day one. All right. This is Friday. 
And so we get done with that. We go back to the room. We start doing fine-tuning. And then later we find out when we check presentation scores, out of the 37 teams in our class, we got, like, the seventh highest score. Sweet. Okay. we bullshitted our way entirely through that presentation. Climbing that ladder. We, you ad-libbed it? We started working on the presentation two hours before we presented. Oh, yes. Working under pressure. But the thing is, we knew the stuff like the back of our hand. Oh, yeah, because so, you'd been on this shit the whole since time. Since, like, September. Yeah. So... so Oh, we knew you had we, something written up, but it was like just we, kind of a crummy PowerPoint. Well, we knew what we were going to talk about anyways, and so we just kind of put bullet points on PowerPoint, put some pictures up, and use that as our guide. All right. But then the day of competition, of flying on Saturday, and then Sunday was the same way, so just rolling those days into one. Okay. Uh, we woke up. The pilots had to be on the field at like 7.30 in the morning. Jesus. Yeah. Screw Actually, that. no, they had to be there at 7 for, um, for basically uh, – safety briefing okay and then flight started at 7 30 so we basically got to the airfield about 7 45 because microclass went first mm-hmm. and there was no point in being there that early yeah so we got there about 7 45 got set up and did our first flight and there was actually a lot of wind on the runway that day oh yeah yeah which made some for some pretty interesting takeoffs with all the groups all right uh a lot of the microclass would catch the wind and just nosedive into the ground, oh, which would destroy their planes. Yeah, that that really that's a bummer because it's a worldwide competition. Yeah, and your plane just fucking nosedives. Oh yeah, Jesus! They should have an indoor environment for this kind of thing, <laughs> like but... in a giant airfield or something like like a giant like blimp hangar. Yeah, or just rent out a stadium or something. I mean, the planes yeah, actually, aren't that wouldn't be a bad idea. They're super big. No, not terribly, but the field that we fly flew on was actually huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, bigger than a football field easily okay wow that's a big feel well the runway was 400 feet long whoa yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's like that's like two or three football fields yeah well that yeah a football field is 100 yards plus how many meters well 120 once you include the end zones so that's about 40 or uh, that's 460 yeah okay so it's the runway was about the size of, of a football field minus width okay I'm not as big as I thought then, now that we did the math. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but then on ours, on our first run, we went to go take off. We got, the nose came off the ground, and then a gust of wind caught the front of the plane. Uh-oh. And took it, like, 90 degrees straight up within, like, 50 feet. Fuck. It just went perfectly straight up. Holy shit. And then the wind caught the underside of the wings and pushed it back, flipped it upside down, and just nosedove it into the ground oh, on its side. Oh, God. We completely crumpled one side of the landing gear, just bent it into a basically a croissant. Oh, no. <laughs> um, destroyed one set of wings. The one side of one wings was just crumpled. Do you have pictures of this? Oh, yeah. I took, oh, like, man. 71 pictures over the... Th- three days oh it's fucking oh my god actually i took 71 pictures over the two days never mind um and then but we managed to grab some pair of pliers and some channel locks and that kind of stuff and bend it back into shape get the wheels straight and get it basically ready to go again because you you had like another one like fast or yet a couple hours no we had about two or three hours before we flew again okay but we basically we took it back we bent it back into shape hammered it back bent it back and swapped out the wings again uh, put some more weight in the nose so it would bring it down if wind caught it. Mm-hmm. And then went to do it again, which was our best flight. Yeah. Uh, we took off, and there was a lot of wind crosswinds, so the thing was kind of waving back and forth, back and forth, coming around. Mm-hmm. Um, then we managed to successfully land it, which was great. Cause nice. We, that, by doing so, we did what no other Vancouver team has done before, which is take off, fly the full circuit, and land in one piece. Really? Yeah. You every, were the first guys to do every that? Every other Vancouver team has either crashed 
horribly before they were able to finish or weren't able to get off the ground. Weird, man. Yeah. All right, way to break that curse. Yeah. That's badass. And now we're going to pass that along to the next teams. Hope so. Yeah. Bad luck's got to keep going. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we were looking at the Tri-Cities plane, and our plane and the Tri-Cities plane were very similar in design, other than basically there was like hours with about maybe a year or two of refinement mm-hmm. to get everything down right. That They gave themselves extra time? No, or? it's just you can build on the same plane. Uh, you only have to change 30% of the plane each year. Oh, really? Yep, that's what the competition rules are. Huh, okay. So... That's pretty nice. But and is that what you decided to do, or did you do scratch? No, we had nothing to build on. Oh, so you we had no former knowledge to build on. We had, it was just the five of us learning everything and doing everything ourselves. Fucking a pioneering all of this shit. All right. Um, and then after the competition, because we uh, and we did a third flight, which did okay. Uh, we hit the limiter a couple times, which mm-hmm. was weird. I don't know why. Because there was there the was RPM a, limiter. There was a power limiter. Oh. Uh, if you went over a thousand watts of draw on the motor, it would cut the power. Huh. Um, and which is weird because we didn't change anything that would have made it hit the limiter. Mm-hmm. But we went to go take off. It got off the ground, and when we were trying to gain altitude, it just went as in like the motor would spin up, cut, spin up, cut, spin up, cut. So we had to land it and go. But that was your third flight. That was our third flight. We did three flights total. Okay. And the only objective was take off, land. Take off, fly in a circle, land, okay. carry payload. What was the payload? Uh, We had, I think, total weight was, I think, 20-some-odd, high 20 pounds. Okay. Our goal was 30, I think, 30, mm-hmm. um, 30 to 35, and I think we were just under 30. I think we are about 28. All right. So not bad. Yeah. Um, And then we went out to a nice steak dinner, this place called Monty's. Monty's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we roll up to this place. We're in like a, a transit van, a new transit van. Nice. We roll up to this place and we look in the parking lot and there's a, first of all, there's valet parking. We're like, what the fuck? Oh shit. What kind of place are we at? <laughs> and first car, and the car's parked in the valet is like convertible Bentley Continental, mm-hmm. uh, AMG Mercedes, couple BMWs, uh, an Escalade, a, you know, all like really nice, like sixty thousand plus dollar cars. Yeah, uh, not like a Lamborghini or nothing. Else, huh? No, well, the, the Bentley was probably two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, Bentleys can get up there. Very, but we're like, well, okay, we'll park around back where there was not valet parking. <laughs> uh, and then we went inside. Initially, they were like, "Oh, do you guys have a reservation?" We're like, "No, we, you know, we're at this competition. We're not from around here." They're like, "Oh, okay." You can't tell they were like. Well, no uh, one's ever done this before. And, of course, we're all, like, in, you know, most of us are in, like, T-shirts and jeans and that kind of stuff. I was wearing khakis and a button-up shirt. Were they going to try and pull that shit where, like, they have to, you have to wear a certain jacket to get in? No, it, it was suck. just, like, you know, we weren't, you know, like, dressed nice at all. We okay. Just, we were dressed comfortably because we had spent the entire day on an airfield. Yeah. And getting horribly, horribly burned. Mm-hmm. So about half of us looked like lobsters. <laughs> You came out fine though. I di- I didn't do too bad. I got yeah. a lot of sun on my forearms and on my face. Yeah, but it's going to a nice golden tan now. Oh well, TSA probably threw sunscreen away anyway. So yeah, actually, I'll get to TSA in a minute too. Yeah. Oh, fun in uh, a way. So in a way, the TSA gave you cancer. But let's keep going. It's possible. But All right. You never know. Yeah. Anyways, and so, but then we mentioned, you know, we're from, you know, we're not from there. They're like, oh, they're making small talk. You know, where are you guys from? We're like, oh, we came about a thousand miles down here for this competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were wanting some good steak dinner afterwards. Like, oh, okay, well, uh, we'll see what we can do to get you seated. All right. Uh, and then they got us seated, and I you think, tell them the distance, and they'll they'll figure it I out. I think the person, and 
we had like three different people from the restaurant came up to us and talked to us oh, yeah? about the competition. That because one person, I think she was from like Lithuania. Whoa. And her father actually came over. She used uh, her father apparently worked for some sort of like plane manufacturing company in Lithuania. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that was kind of cool. And then Monty himself came out, talked to us for about 20, 30 minutes. Fucking Monty hands. was there? Yeah, the dude, we're pretty sure it was Monty. What the fuck? Because, you know, he was in full suit. He, you know, came up, was talking to us a couple times. You could tell he was the manager owner because, you know, the employees kind of mm-hmm. um, reacted like they would to their boss. A, they, they they cowered in fear and hid Not under the table. Not necessarily fear, but, you know, they're like, okay, he's the boss. We don't mess with him if he says to do something we do it uh-huh. and then later you know he was kind of sitting in the bar chatting with some of the patrons and some of the staff yeah. you know having a drink nice but yeah we met... was his was his drink was Monty's drink uh looked either like well one of them was a uh old fashioned nice yeah not bad and then one he may have actually had a moscow mule as well hey yeah he's got style he does man. have style fucking a but all yeah right. he came up talked to us for like 20 minutes uh shook all of our hands thought you know was really really cool guy yeah um so that's awesome yeah and then we came back to the room <sighs> it was a good weekend and then the third day we went out for the airfield helped out with tri-city stuff a little bit because we decided we weren't gonna fly anymore oh you, you you could opt out yeah basically you can do as many flights as you wanted and they were only gonna do like one or two flights that day uh-huh and we're like well we did what we came here to do so but but I, it was a competition, so like it wouldn't have been a chance to up your score. We knew or... we weren't going to win. Okay, there was no way we were going to beat Poland. Poland is they're <laughs> the, the plane. The team experts. from Poland, the team from Warsaw, absolutely killed it. Yeah, they had a plane in all three classes. Uh, I think they they were in the top three for all three classes. Holy shit! They complete they won the entire competition both this year and last year oh, for total man. score. Um, they just destroyed everybody. Well, I mean, and their plane was absolutely beautiful. I mean, it was oh, yeah. precision molded carbon fiber body, um, Ooh. you know, super precise wing shapes, you know, everything was just top notch. That European education resources, man. Yeah. Well, one of their major sponsors on their wings was Lockheed Martin. Well, okay. <laughs> that's fucking cheating. <laughs> Come so, on. That's what I was thinking, but. <laughs> fucking serious oh well all right yeah i mean good for them for getting them but fuck you guys so we actually and but on the day of uh on saturday we met a bunch of different people yeah um we met one of the teams from china talked to them for a little bit borrowed a soldering iron from them because we forgot ours nice uh they're like okay here you go they manufactured it in their booth that was a bad (laughs) joke (laughs) yeah uh we talked with two different teams from india oh neither of them had very much success Wonder, huh. there, neither planes ever got off the ground. That sucks, and they want to try and start a space program, so okay. Yeah. Well, as long as they aren't doing with electric-motored planes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> RC planes. The first ever electric voyage. Uh, That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, there was a team from Scotland. Uh, UC Davis, one of their people came up, was kind of checking out our wing, talking with um, their teammate for a while, and then they showed me their plane. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked with... Like I said, the Scottish team. There was a team from Michigan who had one of their members. I'm assuming it was one of theirs because it looked like their T-shirts was running around in an inflatable uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex costume. No, <laughs> no explanation whatsoever. I just randomly were walking along, and all of a sudden, some guy in a T-Rex costume wearing one of the Milwaukee T-shirts. Oh, cool! Uh, is just wandering around, kind of you know, run up to people. <laughs> I do the whole Jurassic Park thing where I just like stay still, and it comes like right up to me and starts looking at me. 
And you, you just kind of lean back. I just and lean look a little it. bit and look right into its, you know, look right at it, and then it kind of walks off. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. then there's a little girl that, or not a little girl. There was like a, another competitor girl that was like running, and it starts chasing after her. <laughs> and I was like, "Did nobody know that they can't see if you don't move? Come on!" Oh shit! They never learn, man. No. Hollywood is supposed to teach you all your fucking life skills. <laughs> Pay attention when you watch Jurassic Park. Yes. You might it, learn something. It may save your life when you're at an engineering convention. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, never know. No idea. So what was um, uh, scores and place overall for your team? I think we were somewhere in the middle. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, Out we did 30-something? Yeah, we were probably somewhere in the middle. Okay. Probably low teens. Yeah. High 20s. Because our report score was for the technical report was about in the middle. Our flights were, well, we got off the ground and we didn't crash on a, you know some of our runs. That's good. Yeah. Which is not better. crashing is a big boost for those points. Which I is imagine. better than a lot of teams. There was a lot of spectacular crashes. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. What's the worst crash that you can um, think of? Well, one of them basically was coming up. It was going really good. I mean, there was some really it was really, really windy. Mm-hmm. Um they were kind of shaking back and forth. They were coming around. It looked like they were actually gonna make it, and then they were coming in, um, the wind caught them. They started diving down. It looked like they were going to hit the ground. And then they went behind some shrubbery. And there was like that scene from the movie where it looks like the plane crashes. Yeah. And it comes flying out from behind the shrubbery, ah! still above the ground. Oh, that's great. Comes flying around. You're hoping this thing makes it now. It keeps going, keeps going. And then the wind, and it just nose dives into the ground, three, like 250 feet from the runway. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it broke it. It broke the fuselage in half, oh. and the wings shattered into pieces. Oh, it's It done. hit the ground hard. Oh, that poor thing. Yeah. I saw them kind of carrying it in pieces to their van. Aww. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's sad, but it was an it was a fantastic <laughs> flight to watch. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. That one, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, oh, this is fucking good. All right, so... um. Uh, that we know of Holland Notes and their their famous song. Yes. Did you ever um did you catch a glimpse of the Sad Affleck video? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> fucking all right. Try and find it if you can because fucking Warner Brothers or DC Comics or whoever somebody they got it pulled from YouTube. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh, so strike sound effect. Here we come. Yep, it's out there, man. I've seen it multiple times. This yes. is removal. Um, it's a video of Ben Affleck in an in- interview with Henry Cavill and Darkness, my old friend, playing over him and him looking very. He very looks sad. like super, super fucking depressed. And Henry Cavill is trying so hard to look excited and energetic about the movie that's coming up. And yeah. Ben Affleck, you can tell in his mind's going. This is a piece of shit. Everybody, nobody wanted me to be Batman, even though I'm the best part of this damn movie. I was really hoping he would work as Batman. I think he He did. He kind of did. He really did. But everything else didn't. No. Which, did you see that he's actually going to be directing a Batman movie starring himself now? What the fuck? Yeah, they're going to let Ben Affleck direct a Batman movie. I'm into it. I'm totally for that. All right. A lot of people give Ben Affleck a lot of shit. Yeah. But I am free and clear with letting him do whatever the hell he wants. The last about, oh, actually, damn, nearly 10 years now, he's done a complete 180 on me. Yeah? I mean, the town uh, was good, really good. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, what, 08? Uh, something like that. that. Was nearly, I've so been meaning to watch that. So that's nearly while. 10 years ago. Yeah, it's... Uh, 
Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, John Hamm. Um, Jeremy Renner's in it? Yeah. Yes. And he's right. unhinged as hell. He's pretty brutal? You know, he's just kind of like nuts. Oh, you know, all right. A little bit. Cool. Um, I'm into that. It's pretty good. Uh, Argo was good. Yep. Um, and that was, was that directed? That, that was, was directed, directed and starring okay. Batfleck. Written too? I, I think he was one of the writers. Yeah, he probably wrote it with like Aaron Sorkin or something. Yeah. I have no idea. Probably um, not Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Gone he, Girl was fantastic. Yeah, Gone Girl fucking ruled. Yeah. And he was uh not a not a director. No. No. I forget who actually did David that. David Fincher, I believe. Fincher, yes, yes, of course. God. I remember being so excited because it was Fincher. Yeah. That was the main reason I went to see it. I mean, Affleck wasn't even like the highlight of it for no. me. I was like, David Fincher doing creepy shit. David Fincher it's... managed to prove that Tyler Perry can actually act beyond Medea. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, and he did not do bad. Like, no, I, he didn't, which it, surprised the hell out of me. It really didn't register to me that that was Tyler Perry yeah. until like maybe the fourth time that he showed up in the movie. I was like, fuck! I don't even recognize him without that dumbass wig or your stupid, you know, ego things. Didn't his studio burn down? I think a so. few years ago. I think so. Fuck, that was amazing. So trying to do the karmic, world service. That was amazing karmic justice. Yep. To me, holy shit. You know, um, I saw some people arguing about this uh, fairly recently. Um, they were because uh, we never really imagined that Ben Affleck I, and uh, would be a director, probably, mm-hmm. especially like in the early two thousands. Oh we were god, like, no! This fucking guy. The next thing, the you guy know, that was in Daredevil. There's no way. <laughs> But, um, so in that same vein, people are wondering why Tom Cruise has never directed anything. Because apparently he's done a bunch of uncredited rewrite, re- rewrites. Rewrites. Yeah. There is that word. Um, for a bunch of movies, I can't name them off right now. I think he helped a little bit with the writing on, um, Edge of Tomorrow, I believe. Did he really? I think he he did a little bit of tweaking with it, or helped a little bit with the tweaking. I wonder if he added some of the jokes to it, because I would be maybe him trying know. to do something funny. I thought he did, like, he helped out a little bit with kind of polishing some stuff up. I'm just typing Tom Cruise uncredited rewrite. Um, no idea if well, this will bring anything up. No. Yeah, this is actually uh, pretty useless. Yeah. Thanks, Google. <laughs> you fucking sh- sh- shit, shit face. Uh, no other description for that. No. Okay, so maybe that thing that I was reading was entirely baseless. I think I've heard stories of that, though. Th- that he's done re- Okay, yeah. so I'm not crazy. No. But well, I, I would I mean, like to see him do something. Yeah. It may be another... Um, uh, fuck. What was that? What's that movie with John Travolta that's got like a 2.0 on IMDb? And oh, it's a, um, and it's like about it's basically the background the Scientolo- of Scientology. Say, it's basically Scientology promo, uh, two hour Scientology ad. What the fuck is that? It's not Battlefield Earth. Yeah, it is. No, it is. No, no, it isn't. Wait, I don't know now. Film. That actually sounds right. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. it. It's got John Travolta with dreadlocks on the cover. You know that's him. Yeah. He's has what the fuck is that? It looks like he has antenna coming out of his nose. Hmm. The hell is that? Do you see this shit? Look at uh, that. Well, I mean, he was conquering star systems. You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> 
I have ne- I've never even read the synopsis. Do you want to read the synopsis Let's go for this? For it. Okay, because I've I've seen like a clip or two from it, and okay. it's so cringeably bad. What's better, summary or synopsis? Summary. Uh, summary would probably be better for this format. Yeah. Uh, in the year three thousand, humanity is no match for the Cyclos, a greedy, manipulative race on a quest for ultimate profit. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Ultimate profit? Is that infinite money? I don't know. Greedy, manipulate... Okay. Led by the seductive and powerful Turl, T-E-R-L, if you were curious, Okay. the Cyclos are stripping Earth of its resources, using the broken remnants of humanity as slaves. What is left of the human race has reverted to a primitive state, believing the invaders to be demons and technology to be... Believing the invaders to be demons and technology to be evil. Tone is important in that sentence. Okay. And that was terribly written. After humanity has all but given up any hope of freeing themselves from alien oppression, a young man named Tyler decides to leave his desolate home high in the Rocky Mountains to discover the truth, whereupon he is captured and enslaved. It is then that he decides to fight back, leading his fellow man in one final struggle for freedom. It sounds like they tried to take some of the good plot points from the Planet of the Apes series and kind and mix of... it with Scientology and play Yahtzee yeah. with it. I mean, and they definitely lost when playing Yahtzee. They just yeah. like they just rolled like a, a 1, a 2, a 3 and a 6 and a I don't know, something yeah. else. But not good numbers. No. Is my point. What the... F- but you're right about the Planet of the Apes thing. Using humans as slaves? Yeah, they refer to right- a primitive form. Um, yeah. Uh, a guy... You guy know, leaves gets, to discover the truth. Gets captured by overlords. Yeah. You know. This is really stupid. And I don't know which one I'd rather watch. This or Tiptoes? Probably tiptoes. <laughs> what the fuck, Gary Oldman? <laughs> you really can't do anything. We, yep, yeah, no, we believe in him. Yeah. He, he is like, he will be remembered forever, man. He's up there with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well, like, he's not quite him. that high up because he, because so, Philip Seymour Hoffman's dead. He's floating up in the clouds. Oh, I see. <laughs> he, he watches over us. Yeah, uh, Gary Oldman hasn't died yet, as far as I know. So he's still floating up. He's as, as quite... far as we know. Do we need to check? Maybe he's just that good of an actor that he died and we haven't realized it yet. Oh fuck! He's died and he's continued to do roles. What if he is such a good actor that he trained his utter understudy so well? That his understudy has been impersonating him for the past 10 years and no one has noticed. This sounds like the plot to a movie of already. Starring Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Gary Oldman plays himself and his understudy. Holy fuck. And it'd be called, like, uh, The Replacement. or, or No, just the, underst- the understudy. Yeah. Or Oldman. Um, Being Gary. Being Gary, I like being Gary, but no. Then it sounds innocuous. Yeah, it sounds it sounds lighthearted and it, like 
and you know what? The older version of Gary Oldman, he could die in like the first 10 minutes and it wouldn't hurt so bad. And then it would just be a whimsical tale about this other guy living Gary Oldman's life. And then all the problems that he encounters when he has to have sex with his wife and his dick is different. (laughs) I mean, I figured she would notice, so he's going to have to find a way around that. Hmm. That is an interesting point in Act (laughs) 2. You're gonna your mind is gonna be blown by how he solves that problem. We we haven't written it yet, but we really need to get into the writing room. We have too many movies stacking up. <laughs> we need to figure it out. We got our uh okay, so who's with We have an action movie, we have like a family movie now with being Gary. Yeah. Alright, so um with being Gary, I'm picturing this as um sort of a Mrs. Doubtfire scenario where certain people know what he's That's doing. That's not Gary Oldman. Yeah. So who would be his uh, friends slash confidants oh. of uh, the understudy situation? Because normal Gary Oldman dies like max Early. 20 minutes in. Yeah. And I'm picturing this movie as being like, I don't know. Uh, Hour 45 or something like that. Eh. Not super long, but... At, yeah, at least 90. Yeah. I mean, this is something you should be able to wrap up pretty quick. I think Tiptoes was probably not even like 80 minutes. Oh, jeez. I'll have to take a look. Um, it was a TV movie. I remember that. And hmm. it's... Uh, no, it's, it's 90. Hmm. Okay, so we'll just go for so the tiptoe scenario. Who's a close friend of Gary Oldman, then, that would throw in there that wouldn't charge too much money? Like in real life? I don't know. Probably. Or actually, no. Okay. Let's just make it up. He's uh, British, so I bet he hangs out with Michael Caine. Okay. My, well, any excuse to get Michael Caine, that's going to sell yeah. tickets. B- um, but would Michael Caine be playing himself, or would he be an alternate character uh oh this is yeah i don't know hmm because i mean he is gary oldman's understudy so it would make sense if he was friends with michael king but it might just turn into one of those movies where it seems like your suspension of disbelief goes away yeah because everyone's playing themselves Mm -hmm. so then who would play basically the sally field role you know the person that they're trying to fool that you know they end up she he slash she finds out in the end well, uh, it'd be, would it be his wife? Or would his wife, no, his wife would figure this shit out. Yeah. Because Gary fucking died. It's not like she wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, and wait, what, does the understudy, like, hide the body? What the fuck goes on there? <laughs> maybe, okay, this movie might be broken. Yeah, maybe we just need to think about this some more, do some rewrites. <laughs> Talk, call Tom Cruise. Yeah, we had this amazing premise set up, and we were like, okay, where did it, the steps to get there, they don't exist. Yeah. Like, this staircase just I think goes we halfway don't really, up. It's just that we don't really have a framework to this movie, so. No, not really. Damn it, I thought we had something there. Yeah. Too many things all piled together, which actually reminds me of another thing from my trip. Oh, yeah? Was after we, because we got to LAX, and then we took a, a bus over to uh, basically a little terminal from the airport that put us like 10 minutes away, a 10-minute walk away. Yeah. It was like a mile away. Mm-hmm. Literally right across the street, you know, the bus station was on one corner of a four-way intersection. One corner directly across the street was a, like, I shit you not, this was a four-part building. It was a authentic Chinese restaurant, right. a T-Mobile store, okay. a liquor store, and... Yeah. Some sort of, I don't know what the shop was in the back corner, but <laughs> was it creepy? I don't, I didn't, we didn't go in the place. We just saw the um, sign from the outside. Was it was like, I was, oh God, it was like Mr. Something or Others. Um, and that was the name, that was it. Like Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? It, yeah, it was like, no, but, <laughs> but minus the Wonder Emporium, it was just like, you know, um, you know, like Mr. Esquera's or something like that. <laughs> 
Mr. Squares. And, and, I, I, and we're like, uh, okay, huh. I guess if you're... If your bowels can survive that place, you can survive anything. But it smelled like a restaurant, or well, no, we saw the signs for like the authentic Chinese restaurant food up front in the corner. Oh, okay. And then there was a T-Mobile store off to the side, which had like only like bars on one window. <laughs> I mean, this is everything you could ever need in one building. Yeah. And then directly across the street from that, so kitty corner to where the bus station was, was like some strip club that looks like it had been shut down ten years ago. Oh God! It like it had all the neons there, but they were never on. Yeah, and it, it, were the windows boarded up? And I like... don't think I ever saw any windows. Oh, God. Well, actually, you know what? That's probably a good move. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want people getting free peaks. It's not Amsterdam. No. You know? And it's like, okay, it's a respectable what, establishment. What kind of place are they hosting this competition in? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, because it it's just a field in the middle of all this shit. Well, the hotel, yeah, there was a hotel next to the Van Nuys Airport, which is more of like a private airport. Uh-huh. And then the airfield where we flew at was like a mile's drive away. Oh, that's or like not, a, like not a, it was actually probably about five miles drive. That's not bad at all. No, not bad. Cool. Yeah. But it was weird. We're like, um, okay. <laughs> oh, it was a meat market. That was the fourth thing. It was like just some random <laughs> meat market in the back. <laughs> awesome. Should just stop by and get some deer hounds. <laughs> That'd been good. Man, that's a weird building. Yeah. Like, I I guess they don't have very good zoning laws there. I guess not, either. yeah. I mean... Meat market, Chinese restaurant, T-Mobile store, and a uh, little liquor store. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, though. Like, um, do you know, like, cell phone stores like that, they get robbed all the time? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I don't the... know why, because they're not activated at all. No, I mean, well, they can just uh I mean, for certain phones they could just steal them and then they could unlock them. I guess. And then but they might still be able to find the phone. Well, yeah, cuz they could check their inventory, figure out what the phones which phones were stolen and then just look up those numbers over yeah. this I don't know if they can look them up over the cell tower. Well, they probably could just ping them. Yeah, maybe. See if they've been turned on. I don't really know how that system works and that that's that's a thing definitely because of emergency services and things like that yep that's how they do it so like but i know there's one there's a subway that i sometimes go to by my work and i've been there let's see i've been there maybe like eight times okay ever three of those times the cops have been outside of the boost mobile store that's right next to it mm it's a little, that neighborhood's a bit more spooky than you'd initially think. Yeah. I just want to get my fucking sandwich, and I got to, like, walk past the cops, and they're, like, interviewing the employees of the store, and the employees are just looking like, ah, not this fucking shit again. I just want to go, yeah. I just want to go home and watch Seinfeld or something. I don't know. Yeah. I've been trying to, I'm, all right, I need, um, have you finished, uh, Seinfeld yet? No. Many uh, other things have gotten in the way. Okay. I imagine. Like mid-season four. Yeah, I imagine you're going to be a little bit busy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you've seen some of Frasier, too. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, um, do I start watching Frasier, Seinfeld, or do I finally get on the Game of Thrones bandwagon? Um, I would say... Well, I mean, if if you're going to do Game of Thrones, wait until season six that just started has finished. That way you can just do the entire six seasons. 
Okay, so I'll just count it out of the running now. So wait, you know, whatever, nine weeks or eight and a half weeks until that one's done. That's like two months. Yeah, they're about two and a half. Fuck. I can do that. Just binge other things, like binge Daredevil or something like that. Yeah, I had been meaning to watch Daredevil. I still haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I've been fucking busy. I just need to watch the finale for The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't. It's... No, no, I said yeah. No, yeah. Anyways, not not nothing to be said here. Yeah. Um, it's 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 very it's very secret, <laughs> and but I have no idea what the fuck they're gonna do with season seven. Yeah. Like I, it's it just gets completely turned on its head. Yeah, I mean, you might think it's like a spinning coin up in the air, but honestly, there's like not even a coin. I have no the idea. Coin what, is a lie. Yeah, the coin is the coin is a lie. The storyline is a big fucking question mark. Who knows what the fuck anything it's i hate it when shit's like this (laughs) when it gets all philosophical yeah and and what is i I have no idea it's and you know what they can only string the show out for so long i mean you kind of notice it in certain episodes they really need to cut it start finishing it up yeah like if it goes they need to have everybody die next season like everybody literally yeah I would I wouldn't mind that. Or and just if, have it ambiguous. If it gets if it gets to season nine, I will be so sad because that's. You're I just, can't remember the last modern show that went that long. To um, Supernatural. I know. Oh, actually, yeah. Never mind. I think they've gotten renewed to season twelve. I think they're yeah. They just got done with like season ten or eleven or something like that. God damn. Never but, mind. But seven is like the sweet zone. Yeah. Usually. Five to seven seems like the perfect place to be at. Just keep it good there, and I hear that's what Game of Thrones is going to end at, too. Seven is where they're ending. All right, so get your shit together, guys. Don't make the death of the show any longer than it has to. I'm looking at you, Simpsons. (laughs) You assholes. Go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TGFRadio. We're also TGFRadio on Twitter. Email us things, because you're not when we watch you at TGFRadioShow at gmail.com. All the old episodes, and subscribe to the links to iTunes and RSS. All right, TJFRadio.com. Uh, closing statements before we bug out. Drink beer. It's liquid bread. It's good for you. Yeah. You're supposed to have, like, what, six servings of bread or whatever the fuck? Something like that. So yeah, here's, like, one or two going down the hatch. If you still believe that food pyramid bullshit. All right, we'll be back next week. Party on, everybody. Sorry.